Coming up on the show, a big weekend in the Big Ten to talk about. Big Ten tournament set on the women's side and a look at what the Big Ten tournament might look at on the men's side, but still a lot to be figured out there. We're going to look at both sides of the brackets right now, the one finalized and the one yet to be, and try to decipher what we know and what we can find out here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten, your place to go for everything you need to know about the Big Ten every single day of the week, Monday through Friday. I'm your host, Nick Dickinson. Our show today is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net has all the props, lines, and odds you can need for anything all betting season long, which is pretty much year-round. It's Bet Online, where the game starts. We'll get more on Bet Online in just a minute. First, let's get into what was a huge weekend in the Big Ten. It's been a big weekend of games, and now we have the latest from Bracketology out, too, to tell us how wins and losses affected things, and some really, really interesting stuff, including stuff I talked about last week with some of the teams on the bubble taking close losses to ranked squads. We'll, we'll get to that in just a second. Let's run through all the final scores first, and then break down exactly what everything means. Uh, one bubble team, not really a bubble team, but maybe could have been a bubble team if it had lost to Nebraska over the weekend, did not on Friday. Iowa won on the road, 88-78. to Michigan State beats Purdue. Both these teams safely in the tournament, but Michigan State pulls off the win against the Boilermakers. And I, I got to say, I got to give credit to the Spartans here because it's been my biggest critique all season. I've been hard on Michigan State saying that this team cannot go deep in a Big Ten tournament, in an NCAA tournament, without having a guy that can make that last shot, that can be the go-to scorer at any point in the game. Malik Hall, I don't know if he's the guy now, but he had a really, really clutch shot against Purdue over the weekend to at least prove that Michigan State has somebody who can make that shot and be that guy if they need him to. And we'll see, again, what the Spartans can do here at the end of the season and where they end up in the tournament. A big win helping them over Purdue and the Boilermakers. And again, Purdue, we'll get to in just a minute how that loss affects them as well. Moving on, Wisconsin was able to take care of Rutgers. The first of these games, which I'm going to talk about more in a minute, where Rutgers, a team on the bubble, lost but in a close way. 66-61, played well, played with Wisconsin the entire time, and was able to keep it close at the end. But Wisconsin was able to get, again, the win there in the final seconds. Another bubble team that lost close, Michigan, at home against Illinois. 93-85, the final score in that game. Wolverines not able to pull off the upset at home against the Illini. It was a much-anticipated matchup. We remember this matchup from last year. Hunter Dickinson against Kofi Coburn, Iota Sumu against well, everyone in Michigan. It was a good matchup anyway. But this one ended up a lot closer than that one, that marquee one we had way back when. And Illinois picks up another win. Ohio State lost to Maryland. Ohio State again safely in the tournament, 75-60 they lose, so they'll shift down a little bit. Indiana, a bubble team that needed to keep winning to stay that way. It did take care of business against Minnesota, winning by five, and winning at Minnesota shouldn't be too eventful normally, but Indiana got the win and also almost blew a big second-half lead as well. And then finally, clean things up, Nebraska and Penn State, or no, that wasn't wouldn't have been Nebraska and Penn State. Let me make sure I have my names right here. Oh, yes, Nebraska and Penn State. Nebraska did pick up its second Big Ten win on Sunday. I thought I had that game wrong. Nebraska wins for the second time in the Big Ten, 93-70, destroying 
Penn State on the road. So those are the results. Now let's get into what it actually matters here, what it means for the NCAA tournament. So Joe Lenardi posts a new bracket here today. And what may be a little bit surprising, because there were a couple of Big Ten teams real close to that bubble who lost over the weekend, still nine teams, according to Lenardi's bracketology in this tournament. Indiana, despite losing, still in the last four in, the third team out. Michigan, despite losing, up to the last four buys. And Rutgers, despite losing, does not fall out of the tournament either. They're now in the last four in two. So still the three teams that we talked about, Michigan, Indiana, and Rutgers, are all right there on the edge of making this tournament or not. But I brought it up last week. What would a close loss do for these people? These teams here that need to get these wins. And again, Indiana got the win. I think I said they lost it a second ago. But Rutgers and Michigan both losing. Not really, though, falling too much, if at all. I think this really, really helps the Big Ten case, right? We've talked about how the Big Ten has the best conference in all of basketball, how it's the biggest depth in all of basketball. And right here, as we get into the last week of the regular season, we're seeing how that benefits teams in the Big Ten. Beating up on each other can also lift each other up. And I think the Big Ten has a good chance, and we're going to get into it later on in the episode, looking at all of these tournament teams' schedules the rest of the way and what they'd have to do to make it. I think there is a chance for the Big Ten to pull this off and get all nine teams in here. Is the committee want to get nine Big Ten teams in instead of like a mid-major or something else? I don't know, but it's coming down to a point where I think the Big Ten can actually manage to have a good argument that every single one of these teams needs to be in this field of 68. That's the big thing. We're going to talk more about it in a minute, but that's the biggest thing. Now let's get into actually the nitty-gritty. I mentioned Purdue lost over the weekend, of course, to Michigan State. They stay on the two line, but now listed as the last two seed in the tournament. So they're right on the edge of two and three. Wisconsin's still three after a win. Illinois still the four after a win. Uh, Still no real movement in the middle there. I'm assuming there's Iowa and Ohio State going to go up and down some, but none of them are, of course, out of the tournament by any means. And then we already mentioned Michigan still in as a last four by team. Indiana won and moved up to the third to last team in. And then Rutgers lost and is still the second to last team in. So a whole lot going on here in Bracketology tonight. There could be bid stealers still. There's other stuff going on. We got to get all of that in in this last week or so. And We're going to talk more about the remaining schedules for each of the Big Ten basketball teams here in just a minute. But first, there is one Big Ten tournament that's already been set on the women's side. They have their 14 teams set up in order. We'll talk about what each team needs to do to win and who I think actually has a shot at taking home this Big Ten crown as they get ready to go here later on this week. That's coming up here on Locked On Big Ten. BetOnline is the place to go for all of your sports betting needs. Whether you want to put a money on a game or put a future on who's going to win MVP, maybe who's going to win the NCAA tournament this year, who's going to win this Big Ten game this weekend, any of it, you can go to BetOnline right now and get started for free by signing up there at betonline.net. Again, it's where the game starts. BetOnline is your place to go, not just to get your bets in, but also to learn about all the games. Make sure you have every single edge that you could before making your decision and putting your money where your mouth is. It's BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. Nate Dickinson with you here. We're going to break down the women's side of the Big Ten tournament that's already been set after a wild, wild group of games on Sunday. Well, it was an exciting group of games and just had big implications, too. We'll get to all that in a minute, but we do have a set Big Ten tournament, and here's how it stacks up after what happened on Sunday. So, Ohio State had a shot at the Big Ten title, as did Michigan, as did Iowa. Michigan and Iowa played each other in the game that ended up later in the afternoon, but Ohio State had to first do its part to beat Michigan State. It did that. It won early. So Ohio State then had a chance to share the Big Ten title, depending on what happened in that second game. Iowa and Michigan faced off. If Michigan wins, it's the Big Ten champ all by itself. If Iowa won, it would share the Big Ten title with Ohio State. They would have the same record. Iowa wins that game. Caitlin Clark scores 38 points, by the way, as she's continued to be outstanding. And the Hawkeyes share the Big Ten title with Ohio State. So the seedings in the Big Ten tournament go as such. Iowa and Ohio State are the same record, but Ohio State had a win over Iowa earlier in the season. It was a four-point victory, 92-88, I think the final was. So Ohio State gets the one seed. It's the two seed going to Iowa. Michigan would have been the one seed, falls all the way down to the three seed. And the four seed, Maryland, which was just the four, it's, it, it's the four seed. It, but that's how it broke down in the Big Ten. Again, with those top three spots, they all get automatic buys to the quarterfinals anyway. So in that sense, it doesn't really matter. But of course, who you're going to end up matching up with in each of those spots is different as well. So it's one Ohio State, two Iowa, three Michigan after everything settled with the dust on Sunday. And then you get into number four, Maryland, and number five, Indiana, another team to note. Indiana does not get that two-round bye, only one day off for the Hoosiers, as they were at one point, I think they may have even gotten into the top five in the country in the AP rankings. They end up fifth in the conference in the Big Ten regular season. So it's getting more and more hard to win big in the Big Ten on both sides. Uh, we have also big matchups coming in potential quarterfinal matchups between these top four seeds when they get going. I don't think, for starters, that the top seed Michigan, or I'm sorry, the three seed Michigan or the top seed Ohio State uh, are going to have any trouble with who they face off against, whoever that may be in that quarterfinal matchup. I, I do and am interested to see what happens in two different games? First off, I just think Maryland-Indiana would be a really good game. Uh, it, it's two teams pretty well matched in a quarterfinal in the Big Ten Women's Tournament. You don't always see exciting matchups. That one is set up to be a really, really exciting matchup earlier on in that tournament before we get to that semifinals. But then also, Northwestern set as the seven seed now. And if the Wildcats can win their first round matchup and face off against Iowa, that's a game that we've seen before, and twice the Wildcats have played Iowa and Caitlin Clark both very well. Northwestern won in Iowa City, and then in Evanston, that game went to overtime before Iowa ended up getting away a win from Illinois there, or out of the state of Illinois. I mean, against Northwestern is what I'm trying to say. Anywho, if that matchup happens, going to be really interested to see that one because you know Caitlin Clark's not want to go down, want to go down this early in the Big Ten tournament before she gets ready for an NCAA tournament run and wants good seating, of course. And Northwestern has just done a really good job so far of containing her when they've matched up. So I'm interested to see that matchup, interested to see Illinois or Indiana-Maryland potentially. But then after that, when you get into the semifinals, just everything's going to be really, really good basketball. 
I mean, you've got just kind of the way that it's played out in this regular season, going to play out in a few games to decide who lifts that trophy at the end, of course. And it's going to be really, really fun to watch. I think potentially the most entertaining Big Ten tournament we've seen ever, ever. But we'll see again how it ends up playing out. It's going to be real good at the end for sure. And I, again, don't think Michigan and Ohio State will have too much trouble getting into those semifinals. It'll be who they face off against. That may be a little bit tougher to decide. Coming up, we got a lot to get into with the Big Ten men's standings still. We're going to talk more women's basketball later on in the week, actually. Jacob Rude's going up there with Locked On Hoosiers, actually going to be at the tournament covering things. So I'm going to see if we can pull him in for a minute or two and get his ear while stuff's going on or before stuff's going on here later in the week. But we'll talk more about this Big Ten women's tournament, because I know we haven't talked enough about women's basketball here on the show at the end of the season, because it's gotten really exciting. But coming up here on the men's side, we're going to get into the last week of the season. What does each team have left on the schedule? How could it move them up and down the Big Ten standings? And of course, which four teams are going to get those all-important two-round buy into the quarterfinals? We're going to talk about it in just a minute here on Locked On Big Ten. It can be hard getting through these last days of winter, whether it's actually getting out of bed to go to the gym or just kind of getting through your work day. It's that end of this season where we're kind of just waiting for the sun to come out still and just tired all this snow that can be some of the most dragging on your body, not just your mind too. So if you need to get yourself that extra boost of energy to make sure you can get through again a workout or just your day, head on over to built.com and check out the Built Bar products of protein bars, powders, and really anything else you could think of too. It's the protein bar that looks and tastes like a candy bar. They've got all sorts of new flavors coming out. All the bars have 100% chocolate, and when you take it out of the packaging, you're going to be thinking you're looking at a candy bar. It does not look like a protein bar, granola bar, anything like that. It looks like a candy bar, tastes like a candy bar too. And again, new flavors coming out all the time for you to make sure that you're getting exactly what you might be craving out of your built bars. So head on over to built.com right now. Use our promo code locked on to get 15% off. It's locked 15 actually, not locked on. Locked 15 to get 15% off your order at built.com. Built bar all the protein products you could ever need. Again, from bars, the little gel shots they got, the little powders you put into drinks. Go over to built.com and check it out. You don't need to hear me talk about it anymore. Head on over there. Use our code locked 15 and again, built bar is your place to go for anything that you need. To get through your day. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. To wrap up the show, things might get a little bit confusing, honestly. I don't know how we're going to exactly get through this, but I want to go down the Big Ten standings and go down what teams have left to play. Everyone in the Big Ten has either two or three games left going into here today. So what does every team have left on the schedule? How many wins can we at least pencil in here in the Big Ten, which is really hard to do no matter what? And also, where do we think this stuff is going to end up at the end of the season? What's really cool is that, I mean, when you have nine tournament teams, this is bound to happen. But every single one of the tournament teams that are at least fighting for a spot, these nine that we talk about, are at the very least playing against one other of the nine before their season ends. That's what's really awesome. Now, some of them have two games and some even three, one even three. We'll get to Michigan in a second. But... Right now, it's standing that, at the very least, both Wisconsin, Illinois, Ohio State, Iowa, Michigan State, and Rutgers have one win that I would at least pencil in in the remaining schedule. Uh, the way the standings work right now are Wisconsin's at 4-4, four and four, 
Purdue and Illinois are both a game back at 13 and 5. I said 4 and 4. I think 14 and 4 for Wisconsin. 13 and 5 for Purdue and Illinois. Ohio State's at 11 and 6. They've got three games left to play, as does Iowa and Michigan State at 10 and 7. And then you get into Rutgers at 10 and 8. Michigan at 9-8, and eight, and Indiana at 9-9. Nine and nine. So at the end of this, everyone's going to have played 20 Big Ten games. That's the way the math works out. Right now, the number of wins each team has is 14, 13, blah, 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 blah. But, so here's the important part. Every one of the top seven teams out of the nine that we've talked about, the seventh right now, at least for these discussions being Rutgers because they're seventh in the standings, Each one of those seven teams has one game against a team that I would at least pencil in as a win. Um, Wisconsin plays Nebraska. Ohio State plays Nebraska. Illinois and Rutgers both play Penn State. And then uh, Iowa has Northwestern tonight. Maryland has Michigan State. Now, again, I'm not going to say all those wins are going to happen because I doubt they will. But if I'm looking at a team that's trying to climb up the Big Ten standings, those are the wins you need to have. Because when you look at the rest of the schedule, it's not nearly as easy. One game that's going to be really exciting. We're going to talk about it, of course, tomorrow. Purdue, Wisconsin. Top two teams in the Big Ten playing against each other right now to decide, I believe it'll be who has an advantage in the tiebreak in the Big Ten when we get. I, we'll talk again more about the game tomorrow. I haven't looked that much into it yet, but it's going to be really fun, I know. I know the players out there are, of course, going to be pumped to be on that court and fighting for what could be a deciding factor in the Big Ten regular season chase. And, of course, we'll talk more about again tomorrow. Uh, Wisconsin, though, has Purdue. Purdue, which is right now second in the Big Ten, has Wisconsin and then Indiana. Big rivalry game, of course. It's going to be a big one to watch and one I expect to be close uh, to, more importantly. Illinois has the Penn State game and then Iowa, which might be the easier side of the schedule left here. And I think I might actually pencil Illinois as like my favorite team to be able to win out no matter what. Then you have Ohio State, which plays Nebraska, and then Michigan State and Michigan, two teams fighting for tournament position right now. Michigan's going to be desperate for a win and needing one there at the end. We'll get them at the minute in a minute. Iowa has to play Michigan and Illinois. Michigan State has to play Michigan and Ohio State. Rutgers has to play Indiana. Uh, Michigan, as we mentioned, Michigan State, Iowa, and Ohio State. Indiana has Rutgers and Purdue. So Everybody has to play somebody good. Everyone has a chance to secure a spot in the tournament, if you ask me. Everyone has a chance to, if you're one of those three teams at the end, Rutgers, Michigan, Indiana, easily fall out of the tournament too. And these teams on the bubble are playing each other as well. Indiana is playing against Rutgers, those two teams right next to each other right now in bracketology. That could easily decide who gets a spot and who doesn't. Michigan has three games left all against tournament teams. Michigan State, Iowa, and Ohio State. They're the only team in the Big Ten that has that tough of a schedule left to go. It's going to be tough for the Wolverines. It's going to be tough for Indiana. Both their games left are against tournament squads as well, and they've already lost their ninth Big Ten game. None of these other teams we're talking about have done that. So looking at Michigan and Indiana, that's the teams where I'm kind of like, all right, they need a win to be able to kind of get up there, but they could easily lose all three of these games too, or Michigan loses two out of three and falls out. There's just so many different scenarios right now to go through. And so many of these teams, again, playing all against each other. We're talking about like Minnesota doesn't show up on any of these teams' schedule anymore. They're done with the the Gophers. And that's like a weird thing to kind of point out. But when you're talking about nine teams, just none of them playing one of the squads in the Big Ten the rest of the season, that's how condensed this schedule is. It feels like everyone's playing against each other right now. And I'm was wanting to like get into this segment and have 
a list of like, okay, this is how I think it's going to play out in the map. And I think this will be the one seed, two seed, three seed, but it's just, there, there's too much intertwining of schedules left for me to be able to even think about it. Because if one team's wins, that means another one's lost and up and down. And I, I can't, I can't simplify it enough to really put it into words yet. I mean, I guess we'll put the, the schedule out somewhere for everyone to look at, but it's just, it's so hard to pinpoint exactly what'll happen. Most likely, as I said, I think Illinois will win out. And then whoever wins Purdue and Wisconsin has the best chance to get that top spot. But I don't think that anything's set in stone. I mean, just looking at where we're at with those top four seeds, right? Ohio State right now has six Big Ten losses. That means all the way down to Michigan. Rutgers, Michigan, Michigan State, and Iowa all could end up in the top four and getting top four two-round buys. I mean, imagine Rutgers, whatever point in the season it was before they started to really emerge as a tournament team. Imagine them being a team that got a two-round buy in the Big Ten tournament. I mean, that's not what you're thinking. You're not thinking of Rutgers as a top-four team, but it's still a possibility. It's still definitely a possibility. Again, we'll see how it all plays out, but I, I just... I think the point of it all is that there isn't that much to decipher yet, just because it's all way, way, way too scrambled still. So maybe in a few days we'll be able to say, all right, this, this, and this needs to happen for this, this, and that. But again, you can go in and look at your individual team and be able to say what happens in this is how it'll work. But aside from that, trying to look at it from a whole conference perspective, you kind of just got to sit back and let it play out, which is going to be really, really fun to do. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to talk to somebody about Big Ten stuff, of course, as we do every single day here on this show. You're listening into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every single day. We do have one Big Ten game, of course, going on later on today. It'll be Iowa and the Hawkeyes against Northwestern as Iowa tries to continue to build a really, really strong tournament resume, it turns out, as they're a top 25 team still and continuing to rack up more and more wins. We'll Recap that game and everything else that happens in the Big Ten next time here on Locked On Big Ten.